How many of you know that all is well? No matter what we're going through, no matter what we battle day in and day out, all is yet well. No matter what I
going to talk to you for a few minutes from the simple subject, night vision. Night vision. Night, as often used in the scripture, is not simply a designation of the time of day, but it is an expression of spiritual being. John's writing contains the best New Testament examples of this. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, curious about who he was and why he had come, John says that he came by night. When Judas went out to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, John adds, and it was night. Night then becomes a metaphor for spiritual struggle. And it's a good metaphor because night is characterized by at least three things. A lack of light, a lack of warmth, and a lack of growth. When we are in a spiritual night, we are shrouded in darkness so thick that it feels like it reaches out and grabs hold of us. We're shrouded in darkness so deep that it feels as though we are consumed by it. The darkness is accompanied by a lack of warmth. There's an ever-growing feeling of discomfort and dis-ease because the darkness refuses to allow warmth to penetrate to us. As a result of darkness and coldness, when we are in a spiritual night, there's an absence of growth. Basic biology teaches us that for all but the very lowest forms of life, light is essential for growth. And in the same way, where there is spiritual night, where there is the darkness of spiritual struggle and the coldness of spiritual estrangement from God, there is necessarily an absence of spiritual maturity which leaves us at the least preoccupied with self and at the most crippled and useless for kingdom work. But our text tells us that there is a remedy for our spiritual night. And that remedy is our growing faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus is light. He chases darkness away. John says, in him was life, and that life was the light of humanity. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness couldn't overcome it. His light is accompanied by warmth, for he reminds us that he is agape, love without limit or restriction, love that looks beyond fault and meets need, 
love that heals broken lives and affirms penitent hearts. His light transforms our spiritual night into an environment conducive for growth and maturity so that we may become useful instruments to his glory and honor. Important in our faith walk is learning to maintain a vision of the light even when we are in darkness. Make no mistake about it. All of us will find ourselves in a state of darkness sometimes. Sometimes darkness is brought on by an unwelcome change, a loved one who dies, or a marriage that turns sour. Sometimes spiritual night comes as the result of personal failure. Sometimes it's the result of things that are beyond our control. But whenever it comes to us, however it comes to us, we all will have to deal with periods of spiritual night. But when those times come, we must maintain a vision of the light to help us come through our spiritual nights. Our text comes from Acts chapter 18. Paul had just come to Corinth from Athens. In so doing, he has gone from the center of intellectual elitism to a world of sensual debauchery. Yet in both places, there was a common condition. People needed to know about Jesus. And it reminds us, my brothers and sisters, that no matter where we are, no matter what our cultural climate, one thing is true for all of us. We need to know more about Jesus. No matter where we go, in our neighborhood, at our school, on our job, in our social circle, somebody needs to know who Jesus is. Paul left Athens and came to Corinth. And as was his custom, he began his ministry with his own people, sharing the gospel with the Jews before he moves on to share with the non-Jews. But Paul's ministry was met with great opposition from the Jews there. And when they threatened violence, Paul got angry and decided that he wasn't going to preach to them anymore. He said, have it your way. You made your bed, now lie in it. From now on, I'm spending my time with the other nations. But despite rejection from the Jews in general, there were some who heard Paul's preaching and responded by saying yes. Church, the joy 
of ministry, the joy of serving the Lord is in finding one who will say yes. Often we're frustrated by those who resist our appeal to come to Christ. Often we're tempted to throw up our hands in disgust and move on. But we must find encouragement and solace in the positive response of even one who will say yes to Jesus. Jesus says that there is joy in heaven over the recovery of even one lost sheep. And if there's joy in heaven, then there ought to be some joy with us as well. Paul was angry. He was hurt by the rejection from the Jews of Corinth. Threats were made against his life. The entire situation caused a spiritual night to fall on him. But in his hour of darkness, Jesus came to Paul in a vision. And he said to him, keep it up. Don't let anyone intimidate or silence you. No matter what happens, I am with you. And no one is going to be able to hurt you. And just as this word brought light to Paul, it can bring light to us in our time of spiritual darkness. First, it's a word of relief. Don't let anyone intimidate you or silence you. In other words, Jesus said to Paul, don't be afraid. I know you're facing trouble, but don't be afraid. I know you're weary from your battle, but don't be afraid. My brothers and sisters, when we are shrouded in our spiritual night, we need a word of relief. Life is filled with some frightening things. Poverty is frightening. Family discord is frightening. Crime and violence are frightening. Substance abuse is frightening. Failing health is frightening. Unemployment is frightening. And in spiritual darkness, we need some relief. You can't let yourself be controlled by fear. This same Paul tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear grows where faith is lacking. But fear can be overcome if we remember to find relief, not in ourselves, but in our relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And then more than a word of relief, this is a word of reassurance. For Jesus also said to Paul, I am with you. And I'm glad that whenever the Lord says, don't be afraid, he follows it up with, I am with you. When God called Joshua to lead Israel into the promised land, he gave Joshua this reassurance. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. David declared God's reassurance this way. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This is light for our darkness. This is hope for our despair. This is joy for our sorrow. You might be going through a time of darkness today, but we have Jesus's assurance that I am with you. The lightning may flash and the thunder may roll. Seas may be swirling and the winds may blow hard against you, but you can be calm in the midst of your storm because I am with you. I will fight your battle. I will open doors for you that others have closed against you. I'll make a way for you when there appears to be no way. And finally, after words of relief and words of reassurance, Jesus gave Paul a word of recommendation. He said, don't let anyone silence you. The only way to penetrate spiritual darkness is to speak words of light. When God decided to penetrate the darkness of his creation, he spoke and said, let there be light. And light rolled the darkness away. When God decided to penetrate the spiritual darkness of mankind. He sent Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. And it reminds us that when we find ourselves struggling with spiritual night, God's recommendation is speak words of light and do not be silent. Church, the devil uses darkness to keep us quiet. The devil uses darkness 
to keep us afraid to speak. But the good news of Jesus is light. And when you speak light into dark situations, the night has to give way. Speak to your storm and he'll calm your sea. Speak to your burden and he will give you rest. Speak to your pain and he'll dry the tears from your eyes. Speak to your sin and he'll create in you a clean heart. Speak to your hell and he will deliver you. Well, you tell me to speak. What shall I say? Say, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Say, Lord, keep my heart while I run this race. Because I don't want to run this race in vain. If you speak to your night, you'll find that the darkness has to flee. And Jesus will step in and he will make everything all right. Church, I'm trying to tell you today, there ain't no promise that you won't have dark times. There ain't no promise that you won't go through trial and tribulation. But there is this promise. If you keep your hand in God's hand, he will take care of you. I don't know about you, but I know him for myself. And I've tried him more than once. And I can testify that he is able to make rough places plain. Able to make crooked places straight able to make your enemies behave able to open doors for you that men have closed against you able to keep food on your table able to keep clothes on your back able to keep money in your pocket able to keep health in your body, able to keep sanity in your mind. If you keep your hand in his hand, he's able, 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 able. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
You're going to have dark times. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have danger, toil, and snare. You got to go through the night sometime. But if you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, joy, 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 joy comes in the morning. He's able, 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 able. Choir's going to sing a hymn. Deacons are coming across the ministers. Let your light so shine before men that they 